And His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Glory to God who has given us salvation in His Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. From the fourth verse of the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. As I began to look over the readings assigned for tonight a few weeks ago, for the first time that particular verse jumped out at me. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. In many ways, Mary represents fallen humanity longing for the coming of a Savior, longing to be delivered from sin and death. In many ways, Mary represents Israel, the people of God, crying out to God, Come, deliver thy people. And although this particular verse means that she was delivered, that is, from being with child, if we can look deeper for just a moment, we will see that Mary is us. That we are her. We are fallen humanity, longing for our deliverance, longing to be redeemed, crying out in the midst of sin and death. And with the coming of Jesus into the world, With the coming of the Prince of Peace, the time came for our deliverance. Since the time of the fall, mankind has waited to be delivered from its master. Sin and death. Sin and death has ruled over mankind since the time of our disobedience, since the time that we turned away from God, from the time that we've chosen, chose ourselves over a relationship with God, death reigned in this world. And we all have sinned. We all have fallen short of God's glory. Raise your hand if you haven't felt in your life that you need to be delivered from sin and death ever in your life. We all need to be delivered. (laughs) Amen. Franzi, it's great to have you here. God bless you. We've all needed to be delivered. And the promise came right after we fell, right after we turned from God, 
God came searching for us. Genesis 3, 14a to 15, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This was a foreshadowing from our God that he would not abandon us to sin and death, but rather that he would deliver us from the grave, that he would deliver his people. Right from the beginning, God heard our cries, and he promised to deliver us. When the Lord says, I shall put enmity between you and the woman, the woman of whom he is speaking is not the first Eve, but the second. The Lord is speaking here in Genesis 3, 14a and 15 of Mary, who would bear, not like the first Eve, death into the world, but would be the one who would bear life himself into the world. The first Eve bore our captivity. The second Eve bears our deliverance. And I shall put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed, that is sin and death, and her seed, the Savior, the Deliverer. We all know that God's people were in bondage and slavery in Egypt, and that God delivered them from slavery in Egypt. In Judges 6, 8b through 9, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you. God delivered his people. And yet, although he delivered Israel from the bondage and slavery of the Egyptians, this was but a foreshadowing of the true deliverer. Moses is a type of the one who is to come. Moses delivered the people of Israel from bondage and slavery in Egypt, but there was one greater than Moses to come, the true deliverer who would deliver all people from sin and death, Jesus Christ. And we see this foreshadowed in Daniel chapter 3, verses 23 to 28. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Now that word bound is important because it's symbolic not only that they were literally bound when they were cast into the fire, but it's symbolic of God's people being bound, being in bondage to sin and death. They were bound and cast into the fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar, don't you love that name? If I was king, I think I would take that name, Nebuchadnezzar. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men 
bound into the fire. They answered the king, True, O king. He answered, But I see four men loose, walking in the midst of fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like the Son of God. And so they were cast into the fire bound. But then we have a foreshadowing of Christ who comes among his people. He comes into the midst of our suffering. He comes into the midst of sin and death to set us free. To set us free from whatever it is that is holding us, labels that someone has put on us, he has come to set us free. From bondage to alcohol and to narcotics and to sexual addictions, he has come to set us free. From unforgiveness, from prejudice, from hatred, from the worship of ourselves, from the desires of the flesh, from the ways of the world, he has come to set us free from sin and death. He has come to set us free. Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? But I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near, I love that name, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning, fiery furnace, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come forth. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. The king goes to the very door of the fire and calls them by name and tells them to come forth. This is a foreshadowing of when the true king, the one who will truly deliver us from sin and death, would come to the very gate of death itself and call Lazarus by name and say, Come forth. King Nebuchadnezzar is but a foreshadowing of the true king the true King of Israel, Jesus Christ, who has come to call us out of death. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 39, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? If you but believe, you will see the glory of God. You will see graves open, and you will see the dead rise. If we but believe. If we but believe, death is no longer the final word over us. But Jesus Christ, who is the word of God, is the final word. And his is the word of life and salvation. He is the king who calls us forth out of bondage, out of sin, 
out of death and delivers his people. John eleven forty one. So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I knew that thou heardest me always. But I have said this on account of the people standing by, that they may believe that thou didst send me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. King Nebuchadnezzar goes to the door, the entry of the fiery furnace, and calls those whom he had bound by name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come forth. And they came forth from the fire unbound. Now, the true deliverer, the true king, goes to the very door of death, the gate of Hades, with a burning fire greater than any man had known, and called forth Lazarus, come forth. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with bandages, and his face wrapped with a cloth, and Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. The time of our deliverance has come. Jesus, the deliverer, has come into the world to deliver us from that which holds us. From that which holds us. Colossians three eleven through 14. Paul writes, May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has qualified us. He's qualified you. He's qualified me. The broken, the fallen, the sinful, the dirty. Do you know what I hear people say all the time? The church has got to stop making people feel guilty. We are guilty. I'm guilty. But Jesus, amen, Franzi, Jesus comes to deliver us and to take upon himself the sin of the world. He says to the holy angels, I shall call them by name, and I shall deliver each of them from sin and death. And when they come forth, I shall order you to unbind them and let them go. Colossians 3.13, For he has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. I can't save you. You can't save me. I cannot attain to God because I'm not holy. If you were hoping to hire a holy priest, you hired the wrong guy. 
course, that's actually bad theology. You don't hire a priest. But anyway, you call a priest. But I'm not holy. I have no holiness of my own. I am broken and sinful and fallen, but I have been delivered. I have been clothed in the righteousness of Christ. The time of our deliverance has come. He was bound so that we could be set free. He suffered so that we would be healed. He died that we might have life and have it in abundance. I don't always live that way. I don't always live as someone who truly believes. Is this why you're laughing? Because I'm throwing my sermon around? Who truly believes that I have been delivered. I'm in bondage to a lot of things. Today, Christine came to my office. Busy. Busy. I'm busy. I'm writing a sermon for God. Okay, your daughter wanted to give you a gift that she made you, but I suppose that could wait till later. See, I'm a fallen, broken human being. But I've been delivered. You see, this is the good news. What is it that has you in bondage? Is it a label that someone has slapped on you? Is it someone who has hurt you? Is it sin? Is it hatred? Is it unforgiveness? Whatever it is, the time of your deliverance has come in Jesus Christ. This is why we are here tonight. This is why we are filled with joy. Because the time of our deliverance has come. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Is there a place for Jesus in your heart, in your life, in your home, in your marriage, in your friendships, in your relationships, in your ministry, in your work, in this church, in the neighborhood in which you live. For Jesus has come, and the time of our deliverance is at hand. Cast off the works of darkness. Believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Receive him today. For he was not born over 2,000 years ago in a manger in Bethlehem just for the fun of it, but that he might be born anew in our hearts today. The time of our deliverance has come. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia.